throughout New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Was a nurse who moved silently, taking lies as he went. But was it Mercy? Charles, you know damn well it wasn't. What did you do? I am the amazing D. That's so much better. That's all I cared about. I came in really loud and he couldn't handle it today. I, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm sure now. <laughs> I'm just going through so much, so much. I, yo, I can't. I'm tired. It's. I'm trying to tell him it will be okay. So I would send him love on his Twitter. For sure. Do that. Sean LB. Um, send me food. That's another thing that would make me happy. I, I feel like stress eating right now. I had M and M's, peanut M and M's. That's my stress eating. More food, food than I've that's, had. That's like my like thing. Six hours. I'm just really, just really want some actual two food. Boxes. I'm thinking like two boxes of peanut M and M's. I'm waiting for to eat dinner. It's only seven o'clock at night. I'm gonna have a smoothie for dinner because I already broke my uh, diet. Well, I'm cheating today, and I'm gonna get back on it tomorrow. That's what, at least that's the goal. <laughs> Who knows? But it's what did you do? Uh, we've been okay. We've been, um, we've been out here living. Dee's got a lot of moving and shaking, literally. A lot happening. of dancing. You could probably hear it in the mic. A lot of dancing. No, my, my, like boobs, did, my just, boobs did not hit the mic yet. Like, she, if you knew how short Dee was. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I'm five, six, and three fourths. I am six, three. You know, if you knew how short Dee was. <laughs> And there's tiny. Like the Khloe Kardashian of my family. You are? Yeah. Think about my mom and my sister. I'm going to let you think. No. They're yeah. short. Your mom's like tall. Your sister's tall. She's got to be tall. In so my, my sister's 5'4", and tall. my mom is 5'2". Tall. That's yeah. not how numbers work. That's how my numbers work. <laughs> Either way, thank you guys for tuning in again. Thank you guys for listening to the Welfare Check. Um, it was some really positive feedback. Yes, I'm um, glad you liked it. We're going to segue yeah. that into something else. But, yeah, so we really thought we wanted to give you guys a taste of what the Welfare Checks are going to kind of sound like, what they're going to look like. Um, we decided they're going to be a little bit of a Patreon exclusive, but they're going to be on the lower tier because they're fun and they take a little bit of effort. Um, because Dee doesn't like coming to my house on the off weeks anymore because we're no longer friends like that. Just in case you guys didn't know. I think he canceled our friendship. I think I stressed him out, like, sufficiently. Like, I added on to his She stress. just doesn't do things properly. But you know what? There's no such the thing way, as proper. Life the way D handles her money. And life is fluid. Is, in, is inefficient, <laughs> is what it is. Life is, I haven't had a problem. Everything's been managed. I'm not stressed. I am not stressed. You, but you, the problem is that she's not stressed when she should be. Doesn't I'm matter. I'm not stressed. She should be handling things better than what she is. And I'm not, uh, far be it from me. I'm no <laughs> No one's father. And God and God bless the poor souls. I do end up fathering because it's gonna be a mess Listen, and a half. My loves. Roof over your head, money in your pocket, there's no stress. That's how much I money is in life. your pocket matters. Um all these <laughs> The money matter. is there, it's just not where you want it to be. All these things matter. See, that matters. We just want to party. <laughs> <laughs>
Either way. So, yeah, check out the Patreon. There's some awesome rewards there. Some awesome stickers, guys. Your stickers are on the way. Um, so just look out for those. And when you do, put them on something cool and take pictures. I would love to see them. You know who you are. I don't have a list in front of me right now because I am stressed. <laughs> I'm not right. hey. That must be nice because she's going home to cuddle up with a shake and a man later. I'm going <laughs> to my bedroom to do homework. The shake is stressful because I miss real food like meat. Meat. I love like bacon. Oh, I love bacon sometimes. Okay. I like bacon on a grilled cheese. <gasps> I love I bacon, bacon on like most things. I don't like bacon. Bacon as mac a... and cheese? No, thank you. Oh, I feel I like a lot of salt. I don't like I don't like bacon on as a standalone. Like people who eat bacon like as a side for breakfast. If I think it's candied. Have you ever candied your bacon? I just I don't eat bacon as a standalone. Why would I have candied something? I think bacon as a standalone. People who do that are probably sociopaths. Oh well. Um, I they mean... probably <laughs> here we are. <laughs> You said like I don't think anything's wrong with me. I guess I get sent back every time. Like I don't think you're going to the right doctors. Uh, but I like sausage as like a standalone. But I like bacon on top of things. So if bacon was like on a burger, yes. If bacon was like on a chicken sandwich, yes. It has to be on something with enclosed in bread or like sprinkled on top of something like bits, like oh. cheese fries or something. Other than that, don't care for it. I have made my own candied bacon with maple syrup, and it's amazing. You can just put. Maple syrup on top of your bacon while you're eating it. It's the same thing. Sure, but you know. But I go through an extra process. Delicacies, you know. Is having candy bacon, bacon really a delicacy? It is for me. When you're eat, drinking chia seed smoothies, yes. Sounds disgusting. <laughs> Why? Never mind. So, Whatever. anything else on your week on your mind before we started the show that you want to talk about? Um, I would like to thank God for the gift of love and music. Um, <laughs> I would like to thank God for. The new gym membership I've gotten. We're really enjoying this new gym. Uh, y'all about to be real mad when I'm sexy. Because I'm just going to do nothing but send out thirst traps from the What Did You Do uh, Twitter page. And I'm not going to be okay when I go on there and see the messages. And that's fine. I'm just going to change the password and not tell you. <laughs> You're going to be like, I don't know what happened to it. You're just like, You'll just... be like, did you see the message? I'll be like, no. You know why? Because it's your thirst trap. And that's what it is. And you have to deal. <laughs> when I get abs, I'm just going to share them with everybody. Because I am a giving person. I'm a giver. D. In all of you. Um, and we're going to talk about someone else. Let's talk about wellness. Who, uh. Not so much. No, was not no, well. No. Was not much of a giver, actually. You um, know, nurses. That's more of a, t- much more of a taker, I would yeah, say. You know, nurses are a part of wellness, uh, but not. They him. should be. Not so much. Not him. N- the nurses should be. So yeah. this, this week is, uh, Charles Edmund Cullen. Um, specifically, I know one of you whose name is spacing on me right now is really going to enjoy this. Um, <laughs> but this is, he's been on my, um, he's been on my mind for a long time. Um, I like him specifically because he is not your typical male serial killer. He is not doing this by violent means whatsoever. I mean, it's terminal. It's, <laughs> but it's not violent. Um, and the justification isn't there. There was... just isn't one. Usually they do. It's usually I hate women or I hate this. I, this is indiscriminate killing. It's just killing for the sake of killing. Kind of. Well, kind of. We're, we're, not giving him, we're not giving him much credit. No, I'm, I'm not, not giving him credit, but I, I mean, anyways, I actually have a funny story about nursing and nurses injecting stuff into you, and I don't know if I should tell you now or later. I'll tell Where you Where does now. it fit? It fits into not doing it properly and almost dying. Well, I feel like, <laughs> sure. Tell you later. 
Shut I mean, you already opened the door. No, I. So it's funny. I had a. I think it was a, a stomach thing. They were doing the camera in my mm, stomach thing. Bubble guts. <laughs> For my persistent farting problem. No, not with that. You said <laughs> it's it. It's gonna not be me. a thing, and now everyone's gonna be like, "I have persistent farting too." And yeah, like, no, see? I didn't. Like, I you have, don't feel so alone now. So <laughs> I have digestive problem. No more isolation. No more tokenization. But they this put growth. The, but they put the IV in my muscle. As opposed to my veins. So it was like swollen. And they were going to put me on an Anastasia, but I caught it right before. Mm. Yeah. So I, when I was listening to this, I was like, oh, no. Like, I really don't trust, like, some nurses and the training they get already. But this pretty much solidified that for me now. Well, I've never had an, I've never had anything like that. But I have had an IV before. Um, the last time I had one was probably 2011. I was in the emergency room. And it was pretty fun. Um, people cared about me. It was cool. I've had um, a lot of IVs, but that one specifically, swollen grapefruit. I've arm. got a really good, strong vein in my left arm, right at the elbow. Like if I squeeze my arm, from, like flexing these biceps right here. You see that? <laughs> if I squeeze it, it's right there, and it's like a big one. So they just always rub on it, and it kind of tickles. And then they <laughs> kind of tickles a little bit. And then right there, oh, there it is, right there. That's it. <laughs> And they're like, we've got you, sir. I'm like, oh, I know, because she shows up and shows out. You just sexualize your vein, and I felt uncomfortable. Oh, because the nurses love my vein. Did I ever tell you about the time I got into a car accident? I got rear-ended on the highway, and the Asian male nurse was, like, hitting on me. That's not my experience. He was was like, have I seen you online before? And I was like, are you be Facebook friends? Like, fuck, I do not know you. (laughs) He's like, no, I mean, like, dating, like, online dating. I was like, are you asking me if you've seen me on gay dating sites? Because probably. (laughs) And I was like, what's your name? <laughs> he was kind of cute. He was kind of attractive. Meanwhile, my arm is almost falling off because of an IV. But cool. He cool just, story. He just gave me a... He told me the doctor was going to come in. They gave me a prescription for muscle relaxers. But his name was Eric, and he was very nice. I don't think he still works there. I haven't seen him online. Or he, or he got like with somebody. But he was very good looking. Tall, too. So that I should have jumped on that. That was five years ago. Four years ago. That was a- Three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. Doesn't matter. So Charles Cullen, Charles Cullen was not a good looking nurse, but let's start early on because that's usually what we do. And let's I thought I wanted to change it up a little bit today, but I was like, no, let's stick to the formula. We're going to stick to the formula. He has an interesting beginning because he has a traumatic beginning. Yeah. Let's be realistic. Like this is as social workers. And I'm, I'm waiting True. for you to say that because you, you tweeted a big game this week. You're talking a lot of shit on the Twitter timelines. I have not started yet, but I'm back in school, so I'm going to spit out all... Oh, you mean not this not this episode? But, not uh, this episode, oh, but once I get started, okay. I'm going to spit out all my, you know, technological, like, Techno- DSM... Te- technological? <laughs> clinical. There you go. It's coming to me. Like, I'm going to spit it all out for y'all. You're so. like, I'm going to start... I was like, so she lied, because she's like... I'm not ready yet. She's like, I haven't started I have yet. a new job that's very much in the field, like very much social work, very much clinical, almost therapy, very much just in it. And then I was hoping today you had some terms. So I don't have terms for you yet. The only terms I have today are liar. So I, (laughs) so Charles Cullen was born February 22nd, 1960 to a Miss Florence, uh, and Edmund Cullen. Um, which is funny because when I first started looking up his parents, because I couldn't find much about him, yeah. the name was like Mimi or Meme, and I was like, "That's wrong." <laughs> Sorry. Well, she could have been a Mimi, like no, Florence was fine. It was his father's name. It was like Meme. 
Oh. Like M E M E, and I was like, yeah, "Is that right?" But right. it's Edmund, uh, yeah, who was a World War II, World War Two vet, bus mm-hmm. driver. His mama was just a homemaker mm-hmm. uh, in West Orange, New Jersey. Uh, he was the youngest of eight, which is okay. kind of cute. Well, he was. They say he was conceived accidentally, so they weren't planning. I mean, for... I feel like your eighth child is an accident. <laughs> I feel like your your fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth child are not on purpose. Because his at the time of like. His birth, his dad was fifty eight. So I'm, I'm, well, I'm sure at that point they weren't planning for any more. I mean, shout out for your little soldier still swimming. Is I what mean, I'm saying. Still swimming, and her over is still cooking. I mean, to be to be completely fair, like I mean, I feel this is the only jealousy I have for like people who are like breeders. You know, like I. What <laughs> <laughs> do you call, is that? Wait, is that what you call people who get people who, pregnant? People who can procreate, like, my sex life doesn't work like that. But, <laughs> like, when I think about people who can procreate, I'm like, it sounds just so messy. Because you're, like, 58, you're thinking all your shit done shut down. Next thing you know, you're pregnant. That will never happen to me. Like, so, I would never. <laughs> I don't know how old his mother was, but, like, you Probably could, younger. for a man, like, my grandpa. You can, you can, yeah, you can make babies forever. Yeah, my grandpa. My, At I, some point, it becomes, like, more difficult. Uh, like your the production does start. My to My grandfather's last kid was eighty. That's disgusting. And I have an uncle younger than me. That's gross. I don't know. But Haiti is Haiti. It's hot. I don't know. What it apparently, makes the blood boil, <laughs> gets the semen cooking. Apparently, opens up the ovaries because that's ridiculous. Or just young them young girls that love young guy. No. That like the like yeah salt and pe- but at that point it's like salt well, and pepper and like that's not salt and pepper. That's, that's just salt and salt. pepper and like. <laughs> That's so Arthritis, weird to me. Arthritic joints, like right. He can't even move. Can you rock the boat? We talk about the motion of the ocean. This is like a kitty log flume ride. Like this is nothing. It's like like a lot of jerking, a lot of like I a mean, lot. I guess it's possible. I and mean, she wasn't younger, but I don't know. It was weird. But anyway, uh, Edmund, his father, passed away when he was only seven months old. Um, kind of you know taking away the income for that family and thrusting them into poverty. Yes. Um, Mama. Getting that welfare check. Right. And every, and then, you know. And he had a whole bunch of older sisters. They were much older than him. They were brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, yeah. But the sisters specifically, he, he mentioned like them running in and out, getting pregnant by different men, different Sounds men. Sounds like my house. life. Oops. <laughs> like, so sorry, Charles, of, that your life was. I mean, no. that's not a source of like. Why not? I mean, but maybe Why for not? him it was. Why not, D? Explain <laughs> this to me. No, I was just saying I'll that's wait. not a source no. of like. I love my niece. Misery and for him, yeah, no, like for him, I guess he saw it as a negative thing. Well, all, yeah, men. and also her like their 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 boyfriends. They were shifty. fuck buddies. They were shifty, not nice. Right. Um. Probably they bullied him. Were mean to him. Mm-hmm. To be like, to be fair, that's not the right word I'm looking for, but. <laughs> Like he was, he was a thinner kind of, you know, waif kind of looking guy, little boy. So he was really, you know, quiet. So you know, I don't want to sound like a bully, but I was a bully in elementary school. So easy targeting. Oh, I was. That explains a lot. Shut up. I, <laughs> it does not. It's not. Right. But yeah, because of this bullying that Charles was, you know, was troubled. He was a troubled little boy. Um, he isolated a lot, and so much so, like so much trouble in the home, so much loss that. Which is really sad to say, like, out loud, uh, actually. But he would actually first attempt suicide at age nine. 
with a chemistry set that he had. Like, I guess it was a home chemistry you've, set. We've, you've never seen one of those? Yeah, I've like, seen Like, this one. is back in the day. Like, but this but, is back in the day when they put chemicals right. in there that could injure children. I don't think they have them anymore. They but probably he, do. It's he America. tried to ingest it. He didn't try. He did. He did, right. And it made him very well, sick. sick it, but he not, didn't succeed. Right. I don't want to... See, this is the thing. Um... In the last week or so, right, there's been a lot, lot of uh, suicide talk. Um, so that's why I wanted to backtrack too. Um, so sorry, guys, you've been triggered. But a lot of suicide talk makes a lot of people feel different types of ways. A lot of people have different types of feelings about it. Some people believe that suicide is selfish, and other people believe that it's feelings of hopelessness and mm-hmm. people feeling they can't make it anymore. Um, as far as I am concerned, if you guys ever need anyone to talk to, anything i am not a licensed clinical psychiatrist psychologist yet but <laughs> you never know oh well that's what i'm going for um but i am more than willing to to carry an emotional burden help out listen to you guys if you guys need to talk tweet me um dm me instagram dm me whatever i'm there to listen same um, for me as well i mean i've been working in this field for a long time and i've lost clients to same side you know and it, it's hard. It's hard. Losing somebody to suicide, even if it's in a work environment, it's still losing it's an, somebody. Because it's an investment. You right. invest in these kids yeah, thinking yeah. that. And then it mine always was makes adults, you. adults, actually. What? Oh, mine was, yeah, mine were youth. Adults. Um, and it's just, it's just a lot to take in. Um, and I never tell anybody that it gets better. I hate that saying. Um, but there, there is life and there are things after this. Like, yeah, things hurt. Things don't make sense. And a lot of life won't. It just won't ever make sense. And a lot of sense. it is up and downs. There are right. times where it's not so bad. You know, the goal is to get you to a place where you're encouraged, supported, and motivated to to push through mm-hmm. and also just have the resources you need in case you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this is us letting you know that if you ever need something, if you need resources, numbers. Um, and right, because we're not licensed, but we do have the ability to provide all that stuff because we both right. have way, a lot of experience with it. So... We definitely are linked up. We could look in your area if you guys need help, but definitely reach out to us if you feel. No, definitely. Please do. If you're comfortable. And also, just while we're here, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, 24 hours a day. If you need to talk to someone, that is the number to call. It'll be in the show notes. There's going to be several mentions of suicide in this episode, specifically because he attempts it almost 20 times. Right. Um, Which, as a... As a caretaker, as a caregiver, um, some of this is just saying, I think is help, like crying for help. Right. Um, he just wasn't, he was just mentally unstable from, from a very young age, such very troubled. Um, and after that first, um, after that first suicide attempt, he just got very ill, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of stomach aches, headaches, the way you do if you ingest anything that's toxic, if right. it's not lethal, like don't eat Comet or Ajax, um, right. it won't do it. Uh, for you, like it'll, it'll make you, it'll make your stomach bump. Yes. Um, don't do it on a dare. That's not my experience. That's just kids of my. <laughs> yeah, no, well, kids nowadays are ingesting things that are as challenges as well. So it is to be said, don't do it because you know it's unfortunate. Like back when we were growing up, I think we knew not to do it, but people. Oh are no, doing we it. knew not to do it then, but people were still eating things. Like I swallowed a nickel, and I haven't seen it since. But what I mean is, people are doing it for challenges now. Right, don't which do is it for where life. it becomes it won't so, work. right dangerous. Um, but yeah, so yeah. he he went on through life <laughs> like that was a tangent. Yeah. But we, well, we, it wasn't. It was important. It was important. And Part it, of that. It is I, a trigger warning too. We are going to talk about a lot of suicide. Oh yeah, there's a lot of it. Um, and then you know he 
he continues to be bullied, mistreated. Uh, and apparently in 1977, he got invited to a party. And, right, right, a party. Yes. This is crazy. And Dee would, Dee probably wished that homeboy would have brought this stuff to her apartment. No, I wish he would she's not. Been, she's been fighting with a, with a mouse for oh, the last, well, like, mean, two months. If it's for the mouse, yes. Right. So Charles <laughs> attends this party and brings with him rat poison. Yes. And spikes the punch, intends to spike the punch at this party. He does spike the punch and at this party. In an effort to, uh, retaliate against these people who are bullying him which says a lot this should be there's a lot to say about culture and how how much it's changed and how you should stop fucking mistreating people because you don't like the way they look or you think they they're funny looking because things like this um but yeah most of the party goers just got a little ill none of them uh none of them died as a result of this but it's just that this is this is a precursor really to everything it gave him definitely confidence as well because he did get away with it no one knew it was him. There's no way to trace it. I would love to go on record and just say, like, do you know who Domino is? Like, in the Marvel comics? No. Have you seen like, Deadpool 2? Heard... No, not yet. Okay. Because she's a character in I've that. heard of her, but I haven't seen Domino's like, I don't know mutant ability is probability. Like, <laughs> not mm-hmm. luck. It's like probability. Like, the probability that she will be fine is incredibly high. The probability that that she'll shoot a target is incredibly high. She doesn't have to be good at it. She has to be looking at it. Mm-hmm. It'll bounce off things. And mm-hmm. like, so this guy is like your nurse, your nurse killer domino. Like every time something should go wrong, it doesn't. Right. And it's like, every time he should be caught, it does. He isn't. And I'm like, this makes no sense to I've me. I've gotten in trouble for less at work, and here this guy is working for years. I had to call the HR for smiling at someone the wrong way. I'm joking. <laughs> but life would continue to be a little bit uh, trying for Charles because in 1977, on December 12th, his mother died in an automobile accident. When he so, was 17. Even despite, I'm not sure how much attention his mother was able to give him, but she was like a main source of safety for him. Mm, definitely, that's most mamas. Right. Uh-huh. Definitely the income. So now he's basically on his own because his siblings are older. And older. He has a brother with drug issues. Like he doesn't really have the stability. So at this point, not knowing what to do, he drops out of school. And goes to the one place everyone who needs structure usually goes to. Military. Which freaks me out because there's so many stories that we've talked about where it's servicemen. I'm like, these people are like in care of protecting us as citizens. Yeah, it's a little bit of a turn on. Not the, wait. Wait. Not the, <laughs> not the serial killer part, but like, it doesn't matter. Sorry. My br- guys, I'm stressed. You guys are walking me through thoughts. <laughs> like, my brain just keeps leaking out every thought that flies by. Let's not be, do that. It's going to be like mac and cheese. What? <laughs> Not not at Huntington Hospital. Like, no, not there. The mac and cheese there probably isn't delicious. I'm just talking about for me. Sorry. I haven't eaten yet today. Um, but you're right. So he drops out and he joins the Navy and he gets stationed aboard a ballistic missile sub, the USS Woodrow Wilson in 1979. He swiftly rose to petty officer. Yes. Third class. Petty. <laughs> um, I think and like... The fucked up part about this, not fucked up, but the great part about this is because he rose really quickly, quickly to that rank yeah. because he was he was attentive, he yeah. followed orders well, he was an yeah, effective he worker, yep, which is 
surprised, like, such a 180 from, like, the person he was, like, that quiet, submissive, kind of messy guy. Mm -hmm. And, like, right away. He definitely did what he was told and and follows orders well. Um, so he became a part of a team that operated on the ship's Poseidon's missiles. Which, dope. Like, that's a name. I don't. That's a name. Well, the color of my bathroom is Poseidon, so I feel a connection to this. This is not my bathroom. No, but I'm saying, <laughs> this bathroom or the other one? You have another one, right? Why do I have an, I've never had another bathroom. I thought you had one off of your room. No. Oh. oh my God, what are you talking about? Either way, <laughs> I'm not that rich. <laughs> Not rich at all. I like, just had a house, I, so I thought. Right, you had a house. You had seven bathrooms in there. You had one, right? I oh been, yeah, you went. We I didn't visited, talk about how I you went to my house. This famed my house. house. This is such a. We are so all over the place today. <laughs> I know it's fun. I visited this famed house, um, guys. I was unimpressed. I just want to let you know that uh, the colors not what I thought it was. Uh, the rooms weren't what I thought they were. D's room, a mess. Um, where are your trophies? But whatever. <laughs> Just because I didn't look like my sister's room because I'm not Serena Williams. I had like two trophies from cheerleading. That's all I needed. The cheerleaders are a sport. <laughs> you tell that to the cheerleaders. Cheerleaders is a sport. Cheerle- I support cheerleaders you guys. is a sport. It's a lot of work. But I'm sure D wasn't cheerleading for sport. She I was, was the doing base. to get close to like football girl. players. No, I had basketball. I did basketball. The basketball players? Well, then that's what you were doing. You were a base <laughs> trying to be a base. <laughs> I know exactly. So nasty. Whatever. Either way, so he's super attentive, <laughs> became a petty officer. It got he moved up pretty quickly. Um but things started to go wrong. People are asked stop bullying people. Like don't get me wrong, I was a bully when I was a child. <clears throat> I had an abusive home. Explains a lot. Okay, first of all, I bounced back very well. No, you In know, the you know where the similarity work? No, I'm talking about the similarity is that my sister was like friends with the bully, so... <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, you don't make any that's sense. That's why, like, that's why I said explains a lot, because y'all kind of like each other, and I was like, there it is, that's judgmental AF. Either way, I don't care. <laughs> I was a bully at seven, I'm 28, like, I was like, that's all behind me, I didn't Mercy ruin anybody's job. life. Um, <laughs> at least I hope not. Oh no. I hope you don't get a Twitter message, like, what, you know Well, what? do you not know who I am? I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember you, because you're unimportant. <laughs> Same way you were at seven, Johnny. <laughs> stay out of my face. <laughs> that's not funny. It's not because that's exactly how it would go. <laughs> no, I'd apologize first, and then tell him he's not important. I'm like, why are you jumping out of my throat? Look, it's 21 years ago. Like we've all grown, right? No, no. You you're holding on to the fact that I called you ugly in sixth grade. Like what? Like we were all ugly in sixth grade. Either way, so he got he started getting picked on by his fellow petty officers. Um, they called him names like Fish Belly because he was pale. And I've never heard that. It's such a lazy that's insult. A, yeah. It's such have, a stupid insult. It's lazy, but you also have to think about it. Because who thinks about it? Fish, fish bellies belly? are pale. Yeah. Are pale yeah, ones. I don't really Which is, oh, walk because, around thinking about it. Okay. So do fish tan? Who knows? Okay. So <laughs> I was like, their bellies are under the, you know, when they're swimming, it's the thing furthest from the sun and hidden from the sun. So is it like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. I'm not a, I'm not a biologist. Macaroni and I'm not gonna cheese. Ask. All right. Okay. But. So he began uh, to drink pretty heavily to cope, um, and he'd be caught all over the ship, passed out, kind of lumbering, lumbering around, um, you know, punished severely, um, which only really kind of, you know, exacerbated his own mental uh, instability, right. and which, I'm not going to talk about it because it's off topic. Uh <laughs> So, you know, he started, like, being being strange, acting strange. His sleep schedule was off, making faces, doing odd things, and even got caught 
wearing green medical scrubs and gloves while manning a missile station once. Yeah, he's he stole these things from the ship's medical he broke cabinet. Into it. Yeah. He, I mean, I've done some drunk shit before, like, but I've but never. But he was sober. Right. Right, maybe. Well, we know. Right, he's <laughs> probably know. drunk. Yeah, yeah. But he got caught and he was severely reprimanded for this. Yeah. And then, so yeah, his erratic behavior starts becoming a problem. Uh, he gets transferred to a supply ship, the USS Canopus, which is a phenomenal name. I would name my child that. Canopus? C- hell yeah, Canopus. Canopus Wolfgang. I'm trying to get um, bullied. Huh? Hmm? I wish somebody would bully my child. <laughs> and I'm going to bully their parent. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't you dare make fun of my child's name. It's his, it's a it's a family name. Wolfgang. There is no what? one of my coworkers' middle name is Wolfgang. I think it's pretty cool. Okay. Shout out to you. You know who you are. So <laughs> after all this, once again, Cullen tries to end his own life several times um, over the last few years. Um, his last attempt actually got him medically discharged from the Navy in March of 1984. So now we have. Any sense of stability again, once again, Don. Um, yeah. but he, even in this sense of stability, there was still unrest. Um, like he just, but it, I, I feel, I hate the normalization of bullying and mistreatment for people who don't have any real semblance of what healthy relationships look like. Mm-hmm. So like, like going through that, he probably thought, well, this is normal. Right. It still hurts though, cause he's mm-hmm. still grieving. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to know also where his his siblings were in all this. Like, I know they were older, but my my brother is nine years older than me, but I know where he is right now, I think. Mm-hmm. So, like... <laughs> well, for some families that have much older siblings and the, you know, one is, like, younger, it usually is they go their separate ra- ways and you don't see them. So, I don't think they were really involved. I mean, I mean especially if like, you're talking, like, the 70s, 80s, before, right. like, social media, cell phones. I think like, you're just involved because you help a lot, but if, like... You say that, but, like, I see there are tons... I see tons... My friends have tons of, like, siblings that are, like, they at least once a week touch base. But, like, older? Yeah, um, that like 30, 34, like still touch base at least once a week. Like, how are you doing? How are the right. babies? You know, because they're still family. Like, I talk yeah. to my siblings, even if I don't like them all the time, <laughs> where I'm like, you're alive, right? <laughs> I haven't seen you on Facebook. You, you haven't Snapchatted any drinks. Are you good? I talk to my sister all the time, but we're only four years apart, so. Yeah, you're only four years. Me and my sister are only two years apart. My brother and I have the largest oh. gap. And it's I didn't home. think so. I thought she was like much older. But... How? Really? Much yeah, older? Yeah. I mean, I, I look super older. young, so. It's fine. It's totally fine. I get it. I get it. It's what you want. It's what it. It's what I deserve. So, he would leave the Navy and he would enroll um, at Mountainside School of Nursing. He was the only dude at the school. Which, if you're a straight guy, I guess that's dope. If you're not a straight guy, I guess that's frustrating. That's annoying. Um, <laughs> it's like because they want to talk to you about guys and right. they want to go shopping with like, you. Like, what do you think? Like, is he cute I was or not? Talking to him and he hasn't returned my calls, and right. I just want to know what you think about. Wouldn't it be funny? I wonder how they had to show pictures. They had to show like Polaroids. Polaroids, the thing in the eighties. I feel like it. Yeah. Like they like pull a Polaroid out of their purse. Like I took a picture of him while he was eating at breakfast. Like, <laughs> like, well, at that time, wasn't it like newspaper dating? Like they put ads on the newspaper. That's unfortunate. If that's true. <laughs> um, I couldn't do newspaper dating. It's like that was you know, up to like early nineties. Very good looking, tall black man seeks quiet, intelligent introvert who also likes beyonce mac and cheese basketball comic books um walking you want somebody with similar interests as you like all doesn't everybody want someone with that that doesn't make you said that like it was wrong no i just feel like i don't want my twin like i personally don't want to date my twin you don't make sense (laughs) you want someone who likes the same things as you duh like that's (laughs) 
that's why that way it's not hard to do things. It's like, oh, I'm going to go see a basketball game. Like, oh, yeah, what weekend you want to go? Like, it's not going to be like, you know, I don't like basketball. Every- I'll go because you want to go. Not because I'm going to enjoy it. Because I love you. I'm going to go. everything alike. I would prefer that, actually. I would prefer you um, to like seven out of the ten things I like. Uh, and that way you have three of your own interests. I have three of my own. It'll be fine. There are things that I like he's not going to like, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm like... Well, you guys, that's right. his ad for his newspaper. So like, go I, ahead and I, find it. You know what I'd like to know? I would like to know how many of our listeners are actually like queer people. Like, it's like, I know one of them is, but mm-hmm. like queer men. Because like... People people listen but don't we don't like interact. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wonder who's listening and who. And first of all, shout out you guys for listening because a lot of people run from gay people. <laughs> like, don't want to hear it. Like, you're moving on. <laughs> so thank you for sticking around. Right. <laughs> like, don't don't run from me. I'm actually really nice. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so he rolls at this school and he actually becomes president, which again is odd as the only man right. on there. So we can talk about patriarchy later. Mm-hmm. Um, so he works a few odd jobs, works at a few fast food joints, which is pretty dope. Ends up working at Roy Rogers, which a lot of people still eat at. I refuse. <laughs> and meets Adrian Tobe, which is a great name. What a beautiful name. And, and sorry. And which would actually go on to be his future wife. Right. And that makes he, me kind of excited. He because, wooed her. He wooed her with his yeah. personality. Of a dead squid. And no, actually, they said, and I mean, you were so we you list. Did you listen to the serial killers podcast? Yeah. Because they did mention, like, in terms of sociopathy, like wasn't going there, but yeah, I was going there, but like I wasn't saying the sociopathy because that's her opinion. I don't know. Well, right. Can, well, <laughs> a quick look at a textbook and a Google could tell you the same thing <laughs> that people who had, who do yeah. have like antisocial disorders and things like that tend to just. Emulate and emulate. copy, yes, that's what like about. quote unquote normal behavior to kind of slide under the radar. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who are antisocial, not even if it's not a diagnosed cognitive or mental issue, who will just put on a face to right. make it through a class and go home and like sleep. Like I don't mm-hmm. want to talk to anybody, leave me alone. Right. So he put they, they they implied he put on yeah for Adrian, Adrian yeah. Which if you look at the if, if you look at the contrast between their married life and pre marriage. There has to be some kind oh, of... Oh, definitely. And even if you look at the marriage and when the star- trouble starts, there's yeah. the contrast again. Like, But around this time, too, his brother James, that I mentioned before, was having issues. Like we said, his siblings had issues, died of an over drug overdose. Rest in peace. So, Drugs yeah. are another like monster that... America America has a culture problem. Like, that's, like It's just... We don't love each other. We don't support each other. We don't encourage each other and enough. And we ignore... We ignore problems a lot of problems serious, that, that yeah. are serious that don't involve us per se right. until they affect us and then we try to move the world all at once and that never works. They only affect us when celebrities. Right. And then it's like and then it's like so and so I love them so much. I'm like, but what about the dude the who you people. worked with and mm-hmm. the people that you went to school with? Like mm-hmm. your like your friend's, you know, cousin that, you know, you know, took their own like why are you not like it things should move you sooner than your favorite like chef, rest in peace, Anthony uh, Bourdain, right. um, and Kate Spade. Like, yeah, these are still tragedies, and we're not taking away not, from those not tragedies. Not at all, but I'm saying but there's that so many people, there's every so many day people that, that you touch, that you can, right. that you can, whose lives you can affect or possibly change. I've had people, I've had youth, um, who had told me like, you know, when I took that extra time with them, 
uh, a night before, and I got a call the next day. I was like crying in my car because mm-hmm. mom calls me. He's like, I just want to tell you that uh, for changing the name, say like Jacoby. Mm-hmm. That's a stupid name. <laughs> Jacoby. That Myers. Jacoby, you know, came to me this morning with pills he was going to use to end his life. But you know, he said that you took some time with him last night when you were bringing him home, and you know, he's. He wants to get help and he wants to do it. And I was like mm, fucking weeping. I will because atta- yeah, I will attest and co-sign that taking the extra miles for something. All it takes is that, are you sure you're okay? Because as soon as someone says I'm fine and they don't look fine, you say, are you sure? Like sometimes that's all people need to be, to be you know, kind of pushed yeah. on a little bit. Don't shove your way into people's lives. No, but just no. like, are you sure? You know, because I've noticed you look a little down lately. I'm it here. It could be even indirectly helping them with something else and mm-hmm. just showing that you support them in that. Because that was my story with my client. I used to help her with a, like specifically like taking her animals to the hospital and no one wanted to do that after I left. And one of the animals happened to be her late mother's cat. Mm-hmm. And after that, it's like, that was my last thing with my mother. So... All of these stories, like... It just all it takes is just paying just attention. Bit. And if, if all of us, like, we talked about it way back in uh, the first episode, talking about how, like, we've all been conditioned to mind our own business and to be so selfish and mm-hmm. that, and ignore things that are happening. But it's right. not... I feel like we're... I don't want to get all deep, but I feel like we're just called to be more than that. Right. We, like, we have a responsibility to each other. I don't care. I care who you vote for. That's not true. But, like, I do, I do care about you as a human being, regardless of who you voted for. Right, right. I want the best for all of us, regardless of what your views are, regardless if you like me or not. I wasn't put on this earth for you to like me all the right. time. Like, that's okay. Like, I know that for a fact. Shit. My family don't like me, but they love <laughs> me. So I don't expect strangers to do it, but I feel like I feel a sense of responsibility right. is all I'm saying. I'm sorry we like on a soapbox. It is a passion, I think, for me. I'm going into clinical mental health like specifically for my master. So it's something that I'm passionate about. I'm all forensic. I'm like, I'm all like, how do you, how does this equate to people committing crimes? You're <laughs> like, I want to help people. I'm like, I want to know how people think. What about serial Both killers? of them matter, though. They do matter. They're both important. Right. Two sides of a coin here, guys. Prevention <laughs> and help when you get there. And so, met at Roy Rogers, and uh, they got married uh, after he graduated nursing school in May of 1987. And then he got a job as a critical care nurse in the burn unit at St. Barnabas Medical Center in Livingston, New Jersey. Yes, he did. Woo! Sorry, that's just it. Ramps up from here. But let's, um, <laughs> yes, let's... it does. And it gets so sorted that I like kind of like... Tapped out when I was looking. I was like, I know enough. It's enough. There are a lot of because names on this list. A lot of things start to happen. Well, let's talk about let's talk about the somewhat happy things here a little first. Right. So he gets married. Yeah. Um. He starts. You know. Aww. Moves in with. Uh, they find a cute little pad. You know. You yes. get married and they get all pregnant a, and shit. Mm-hmm. And he loves the little girl. He loves that little baby. Yes, he does. And then he, the wrong. level of disinterest rises. Yeah, yeah. Starts you hiding. You can only put up that front for so long. And if it is a sociopathy, if it's one of those acting things he was doing, he could have only done it for so long. And so, so he starts to isolate yeah. a lot. Um, he was he starts becoming coming really aloof uh, towards Adrian. Um, and he also starts to do a little... Uh, Drinking? A little bit of drinking. Yeah. Um, starts... Uh, Mistreating, let's say, the animals. Yes. Uh, forgetting to feed them, quote unquote, yeah, leaving I, them outside too long when it's cold. Yeah. Like putting them in trash bags trash and bags. throwing them around. Like just little things. The specific pet that he had, they said he had, was my same dog, was a Yorkie, and I was like Yorkshire traumatized. Terrier. Those yeah, things are so I tiny, though. Little, they are. My cat could fuck little. your dog up. Oh my God. I'm just saying. Like, I just. <laughs> Just turn, just turn into the little kid. My dad could beat up your dad. Like, <laughs> probably. Like, cause my dad's non-existent. Like, <laughs> this is 
awful. <laughs> That's dark. I don't know who my daddy is. Uh, <laughs> and so it even got worse. So there was even a point in time where Peter came and took one of the dogs and Adrian had to bag for the dog, the dog bag. But then, uh, one of the neighbors, uh, the neighbor's dog, a beagle, beagle. was found in an alley by, and it was poisoned and Adrian, had a strong inkling really, of I think who she, did it. Yeah, she, she might have known. She, she known exactly who the fuck did it. She was like, Poison you know, was probably on her counter. You know, stuff. good and damn well. <laughs> but it was this. So you see, we see the violence start to ramp up, start to escalate here. Mm-hmm. And now things are starting to move. And, and my head, killings. he was practicing. He was. Yeah. Okay, all this neck moving y'all missed. But mm-hmm. <laughs> my head, my mind, he was practicing. Mm-hmm. The killings begin. So it was at the same Barnabas Medical Center uh, that he take his first life. Um, and you, I know you guys probably think, oh, maybe he's one of those, like, you know, sociopaths who think these are mercy killings. Well, let me tell you about his first killing. Right. In 1988, John Yangle Sr., the judge. Judge. In the hospital treated for severe sunburn. Let me repeat that. Sunburn. sunburn. He was in the burn unit for sunburn. This wasn't a house fire. He wasn't completely mutilated and in a lot of pain. He was probably hurting, but severe sunburn. He probably just came from vacation. Probably, you know, like he's a judge. He probably got money. He's probably in the Hamptons. Right. You know, it's it's New Jersey. He's probably like, let me go out to Long Island and get away from this riffraff a little bit. Let me spend my money the way that I want to spend my money. That's what I would do if I had a lot of money. and just go to the Hamptons and look at people from afar. <laughs> like, when I want you in my space. With your linen pants? Shorts. So, on <laughs> June 11th, though... Cullen would, you know, make his way into this room with a syringe filled with lidocaine. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what lidocaine is, uh, it's a drug usually tr- used to treat a regular heartbeat. Um, it's usually a numbing agent too. People use it it's in creams and things like that. Um, usually people, if you have, uh, people who have like blisters on their toes. <laughs> Sorry. I was just thinking like numbing agents to help pain, but too much of this could kill you essentially. Mm-hmm. And so he took the syringe and injected it into, uh, Jango's, Yango's, I'm sorry, IV bag, and he would die hours later. Right. So, first kill, mm-hmm. sunburn, mm-hmm. not mercy. We've mm-hmm. established this now. Mm-hmm. I just want to point that out. Mm-hmm. Like, he may have needed a little bit of, like, Cullen might have needed a little bit of mercy. Like, he needed somebody to check in and help his ass out, maybe right. institutionalize him for a while. But here we are. Um, and he would actually go on to kill 11 more patients at St. Barnabas. Uh, he'd use insulin to lower their blood sugar to crazy low levels. Um, and like I said, he did this indiscriminately. Mm-hmm. Like there was, there no, was no, like, no gender, no race, no age. That he was specifically after at all. It was young, old. Um, he did specifically do older people, but older people tend to, well, tend if you to look be at the hospital. Right. Yeah, like, right. by, I think so that's I just say. by probability, yeah. Domino. Yeah. Uh, by probability that it did, just happened to he be. Did, yeah. He did get young people as yeah. well. So. Yeah. He did. He got a few of them. Um, and there, whatever this could be like impulsivity, like, um, there, if he has any kind of misuntreated, uh, are you good? Yeah, I'm just dancing. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't know why you're dancing about this. Like, <laughs> is this bringing you joy? No, I'm just trying to keep myself awake. Okay. Well, <laughs> you see, I don't have my coffee. Sorry, I'm putting you to sleep. <laughs> but it could be compulsive. I worked on overnight. Don't be dramatic. I sleep three hours a night, whatever. I, <laughs> and thanks to this, I'm going to sleep three hours a night. But it's a, it could be him acting out. But uh, suspicion began to arise after the, there was a jump in the overdoses, you know, and they started, uh, security officers there started beginning an investigation. Um, they found the tampered saline bags, um, and they began to suspect Colin. But, uh, 
as because as he would be the you know the nurse visiting patients at weird strange hours times. of the night. But you're not assigned to them. To Cullen, Cullen, Cullen. <laughs> y- yes, yeah, yeah. What's going on? What, what, what? Um, that's that's Miss Betty's room. That's you're you're the other wing. What, what's the other wing? I don't know what you mean. Like the wing down, like wings as in lemon pepper wet. I see you found a voice. Me- medium, medium wings. Does like no, no heifer. That wing. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Let me just um, let me just uh, slide in here. Unfortunately, yes. Uh, Charles got lost a lot in the hospital. He's always going out of his way to get in everybody else. Is my least favorite type of person. And even when they went to the police and hopefully opened up a criminal investigation because of how important the hospital was to the the infrastructure and the monetary influx in this town, they did not want to cast any kind of doubt into this medical system whatsoever because that would mean lawsuits, that would mean people leaving, people being pulled out and being transferred to different hospitals. And the, like, unfortunately, in towns yeah. that are strapped for cash, money plays a major role in what moves and what doesn't. And this is one of those things. Sure did. But, 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 January 1992 came around. Mm-hmm. I had a cousin born there. Uh, <laughs> that's not important. I wonder what day it was. Cousin was discovered messing with IV bags and they fired him. Okay. Right, yay! Yeah, not, not reporting his activities to the police or the state nursing board because of liability issues. Again, mm-hmm. lawsuits, lawsuits, they don't have the money. They don't want to stop the, inf- the income flowing in. Messy. And then in February 1992. A month later. Took a job as a coronary nurse at Warren Hospital in Williamsburg, New Jersey. And actually, not this hospital. You, in, <laughs> when, in the interview process, when they was like, hey, bro, why'd you leave your last job? He was like, uh, motherfuckers was going to strike. It's internal issues. They needed a scapegoat. They picked me. And they were like, dope. You're hired. No one checked. No okay. one called anybody. Um, like, Talk, I mean, there was a nursing, there's a nursing shortage in the, you know, in the early 90s. We get that. Right. Not a lot of people were going to school for nursing. There's a lot of folks going into, apparently, a lot of people were trying to be doctors and a lot of people were getting into IT because computers are just ramping up in the early 90s. So there was like, well, they started to be putting more yeah. workplaces. So like, but nurses, I love a good nurse. Hi, hashtag Asian Eric from the hospital. My mom. Text me. Your mom also in as well, but she's not like young, attractive person I want to like date. But she's my mom. But she's also not someone I'm trying to date, so but I don't no care. We're not talking about your dating life only. We're talking about what I like to Well, I was talking about <laughs> You weren't, so get it together. We're talking about my mom. <laughs> but also in this time, uh, you know, they had a second yeah, daughter. A little daughter cutie. It's a name I refuse to try to pronounce. And he was in love again. But you, you ever meet a little like little baby girls? They're so precious. Yeah, they are. As a, as a like, I can speak for as an uncle, not as a daddy, but as an uncle. When my niece was born, oh, I remember being I was the most protective person. I was a watchdog. I like held everybody at arms. Like, excuse me, did, did you, you use wash your hands? I like pulled out my pocket, like squeeze, like rub them together, please, <laughs> in between the fingers. Here you go, hold her. Here you go. Okay, that's enough. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you know, she's, you, you've upset her. See what you've done? Like I was that person. Oh, no one, no one gets to, and now I'm like, please take my niece. <laughs> now that she's 11, I'm like, oh, go away. Yeah, teenage girls are, teenage girls she's, are. She's like, she's not teenage. Don't ever put almost, that on her yet. She just turned 11 last month. Almost. She's not almost anything. 13 is marking. Yeah, but that's two years from now. I'm not, she's not almost anything. And she's like up to my nipples. Like she's so tall, <laughs> <laughs> which makes me so terrified. That makes as me a, scared too because she's taller than me then. Yeah, she's huge. <laughs> Like I'm, she is 
huge. Like not fat or anything, but no, she's like but she's a big. She's a tall ass eleven year old. WNBA. And she plays the fucking drums. Like she doesn't like <laughs> put a basketball jersey on, girl. What are you doing? <laughs> and so <laughs> this would also be the time where he would start drinking heavily again, mm-hmm. and he started torturing the dogs again. Mm-hmm. And because of this, in January '93, Adrian files a complaint, a false yeah. complaint, domestic yeah, violence domestic complaint, violence. to the police, and the police arrive and. They discover that there's no, there violence, no violence, but, but she's like the dog. She's like, yo, you need to listen here. Like, homeboy, <laughs> like right now he's outside, but homeboy is fucking tripping. Like, homeboy is out of fucking mind. If you could do something about this, and they're like, but well, unfortunately, there's nothing we could do. But so they fill out a report, and and you know that's it. That's it. But four days later, that report would be important because she files for divorce, and he got served them papers. On January 23rd. That's quick. (laughs) Like this one, the 90s things must have been moving and shaking because they don't happen like that now. Correct. I speak from experience. (laughs) Well, that's unfortunate. I always forget you were married. We were just talking about it. I always do that because you also get. I was like, so on January 31st, he moved, after moving to a basement apartment after being, you know, after, you know, separating, he once again attempts suicide by swallowing pills and with wine. Um, he survives. Um, and sent to the behavioral health unit at Mullenberg Regional Medical uh, Center in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which is the town of the school I wanted to go to. Lehigh University. Oh, okay. That's where I wanted to go. It's a beautiful yeah. mountainside campus. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a tour guide or anything, but it's right. gorgeous. It really. Picturesque hills and, and mountains. It really is a gorgeous place, guys. Um, if you ever have a chance to Google Lehigh University, they're D1. Um, just so in case you want to go there if you're young and you're looking for colleges. Great engineering program if you're that kind of mind. Great history program and pre-law as well. Uh, I wanted but to be a lawyer at one point. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, that's me. why. We did the same thing. Yeah, uh, but I would, I, you know. It's, I did Fordham. Then you realize that this is not what you want to do not halfway through your criminal justice classes. Uh, you're like, this is stupid. Uh, it hit me first year in civics class when I was uh, failing miserably. And I was like, this See, is I remember, like, I t- my first year was, like, stupid stuff. But it was, like, I took, like, intro. And then after that, it was, like, once I got to, like, philosophy, like, once oh. I got to moral issues, I was like, I like this stuff. What's I this? I like philosophy. Well, philosophy leans more towards like the criminology side. Start right, seeing right, people right, as right. it's more of a human services aspect. And I was like, how do I get involved in this? That wasn't my thing. Uh, but either way, he got released on uh, February 5th. Uh, returns to work and no one even gives a fuck that he was like hospitalized for six days. Nothing like just, oh, hey, you know, what's work. up, Chris? Yeah. Chris, what's up, Charles? Ooh. Too relevant. What? Too relevant. Why, Go ahead. Why is that? Oh, people can hear that in the mic. You know that, right? Your ex-husband? What? (laughs) (laughs) And he even, he starts trying to normalize himself or pretend to be normal again, trying to, you know, emulate these behaviors. Starts dating again and goes out with, um, you know, a sweet, uh, coworker named Michelle Tomlinson. Wasn't she also married? Maybe. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I think this one was the married. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think this was another one. Oh, really? Uh, he was quite. An active dater. I want. I don't. He wasn't that attractive either. So it doesn't. <laughs> but you know, it doesn't matter what's on the inside is what counts, and the inside was ugly too. So he wasn't. I mean, he's homely. Let's call him average. He's plain. He looking. wasn't ugly. Um. Yeah, that's the problem. He was tall, kind of gangly. Sometimes those nerdy types will get you. My last. Never mind. We'll talk. <laughs> There's a lot of never minds going on right now. Those, ne- those so gangly like, types. Oh, wait a I'm so sorry, you guys. Have to listen to this. <laughs> like we are laughing way too much for this to be a true crime <laughs> right show. Now. 
We've gone from like very serious and talking about issues and things that really matter to absolutely hysterics. And I, we've, we, this is too, this is too much laughing for a true crime show. True, I, but also the roller coaster. Come it, on with us. It really don't don't come, come on with us on the ride. Come on, Vamanos. Everybody, let's go. It's Dora. Really? And so he he go they go on one date. You know they go. You know let's. You, you want to grab a grab a bite to eat? Maybe at a, a nice Mexican spot. I know a good one. And she was like, I don't know. Like maybe. Like oh my god, you look at me with those beady little eyes of yours. You you like you like my beady little eyes? These all black shark soulless eyes. Oh my god, you're so ridiculous. You're so extra. You're so random. I love it. Because uh, random became a thing I in 2006. I, you you just saw? No, like oh. I just as you were looking, I was like, did he have beady little eyes? And I was like, yeah, yes, he, he did. did. <laughs> he did. And so they go on this one date. She goes, <laughs> fuck this. And <laughs> they never date again. But he starts showering her with gifts, ordering her food, giving her expensive things, and she's like, please stop. She's the one. Who, is the one he stops. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even proposes to her. Ridiculous, guys. Learn men need to learn how to take no for an answer. That's why there's so much violence. I mean, I don't know who raised y'all. This is true. If y'all could just learn to take no and move on to the next one, like, well, well, Alyssa doesn't want me. You know, maybe Elizabeth will give me the time of day. Like, let people fucking live, please. There's a surplus of women out there. You'll find somebody. There's more of them than us. Right. Well, more of them than you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He's like, I'm not worried about you. Except my sister. Um, your sister. Me and her can make that work. But even in all this, on March 3rd, uh, he kills 90-year-old Lucy Mugavera uh, using dioxin, um, which is hard to trace, and it's a drug used to increase heart activity. Right. Um, usually for people who have weakened hearts, usually, you know, you know how that goes. Yeah. I look at you like you have a weak heart. Sure. I looked um, it up, but sure. <laughs> a lot of things happen. And then March 16th, he actually gets served a restraining order, and he loses visitation rights to his kids. There's a lot that starts happening. Again, we start mm-hmm. seeing all this loss, and we know what happens when Charles starts to feel like he's losing. Um, and he attempts to take his own life once again and ends up at Carrier Clinic in Bellmead, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, gets released, and on the 23rd, subsequently breaks into Michelle's house while she's asleep with her baby. Mm-hmm. Like, He's crossing into every Pretty single fine, part yeah. of criminal yeah. like activity he possibly can. He's getting a little bit dangerous. E- exactly, and he gets yes. arrested. You know, gets a gets a, a court date for August, and in between that, kills Mary Natoli. Yep. Like it's, it's eighty five <laughs> again with that deduction. Deduction. I can't say it. Dioxin. I can't. I've I've been literally struggling with that drug all. So on August 10th, he reaches his court date and he pleads guilty to trespassing and harassment. Gets has to pay a fine, gets off easy essentially. Gets served a restraining order. The next That's day, the once test. again, tries to take his own life. Again, guys, I am sorry. There's a lot of this in here. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. So he doesn't strike again until October, where he kills Helen Dean, who was brought in for breast cancer surgery. And this one is specific because there is a witness. To his entering the room. Her son, Larry, is present. Because she said to go home. Like, the breast cancer surgery, I would imagine. I tried Googling it, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's not public knowledge. Um, But I'd imagine it's much like, you know, they're removing something small, maybe. Maybe, like, right. a non-invasive surgery. Right. Um, I'm not sure how it works in the 90s. But he walks in the room, and Larry notices that this isn't his mother's nurse. Um, uh, Charles asked Larry to leave. He d- you know, complies because right. he sees that he's a hospital, you know, 
maybe it's something there's a change of a nurse's change of the guard this is not the military um and he has to leave and then later on in the day uh helen would die and Larry was not having any of this, which shout out to you, Larry, for being like, that's right. You I better, can see you being a Larry. I would be a Larry. Oh, I would, there's some furniture moving in this hospital. Take the whole hospital down. If I, if my, Sorry. please. <laughs> Take so the whole hospital. Everybody got to come with me. Every employee in this hospital got to come with me. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's catching this feed. So Larry brought, actually brought in prosecutors and Colin took two polygraphs and passed. That kind of crazy. Be so passing those polygraphs. I'm telling you. And she and she was even exhumed and tested. For, like how, how heartbreaking. How horrible it. Like yeah. only to find like you know and tested for poison, but they didn't find a dioxin because it, she wasn't tested for it. For it, right? Like again, everything that should go wrong for him has now gone right, and he's gotten away with it. Right. Again. Right. Again. Murdered. <laughs> arrested. Still has a job. Yeah. Still has a job. It just bothers me so much. Um, but he quits. So he didn't even get fired after all this. So after so much attention, you would think the hospital to preserve themselves would be like, you gotta go. But I guess there was such a shortage at this time. I mean, there was one point where he was in a psychiatric ward and they asked him to To come and work. work. Like, yeah. Lord. (laughs) (laughs) The 90s were a wild time for most of us, I'd imagine. Still a wild time now. Uh, but he quit because he wasn't comfortable working. This is cr- like for him to even be able to quit. Like I can't even like he even noticed that the tension was so high that he had to leave. Like he the hospital like, didn't notice. Oh, they was like oh, they was like you can toast more than a piece of bread with this heat. Let me bounce. Like <laughs> he was out of here. Right. So he makes new stops. So in '93, um, a lot of changes. Divorce gets finalized. He gets allowed some unsupervised visits. Yeah. Um, in '94, he starts working at the intensive care unit at Hunterdon Medical Center in Flemington, New Jersey. So this is job like hospital three. number three. No one's checking. No one's checking yet. He got his his Pennsylvania nursing license in the June of this year. You know, he even got a nursing award here. You know, for diligence. I can't. He flew uh, under the radar for about two years, you know. that's This is when he started this, sleeping with that married woman. Also, in these two years, he's also... No, he hasn't started up yet. Not yet. Well, he, we he, don't know. Well, he flies. There's 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 suggestions. Yeah. Um, but between, So, in 96, between January and July, he kills five patients. That's Larry Sin, Earl Young, 75, Catherine Dex, 49, uh, Frank Mazek, sorry, Italian names, 65... Jesse Eichlin, 81, all by dioxin. Mm-hmm. Like, he's five patients. Same hospital. He gets dumped, deuces, leaves in October. Quits gets, a job. Uh, quits. Gets a job at Morriston Memorial no one, Hospital no one, no one's the next month and next was month. fired in April for poor performance. Not because they caught wind of his background. No, no one's doing back. They knew I sneezed in 2009 outside <laughs> of Fenway Park. And they... And he never mind. It's <laughs> so irritating. I need to get my touchscreen computer on. You really do. I do. I like but, it. I see you scrolling. Right. Hey. Now you, if you, hey. if you got it, flaunt it. <laughs> it. Cost me way too much money, but I needed it in school. So that <laughs> he would attempt to take his own life again, fail, and ironically end up at Warren Hospital. And he wouldn't let them treat him. Like it was. Mm-mm. Maybe he was nervous. Maybe this is what it was. But. I mean, there was a thing about. 
I don't know if it's into it. This is, this is so. This is the thing with this case with me. I get so lost with the many hospitals that are named in this situation between ones that he goes to and one that he, he murders in. Yeah. I got so lost. I was like, I quit. <laughs> there are a lot of medical centers here. So there was one where he was like, wouldn't let them treat him because he was Warren, like freaking out about yeah. the injection, right? Yes. It was specifically <laughs> about the injection. He's like, so, I'm out. And he said he was harassed or whatever. Yeah, he starts like filing complaints. He's complaints. he's weird. Probably because so, he's afraid that they're gonna do the same thing. That's usually what happens. <laughs> you know, it's always the ones like, ladies, gentlemen, if you're listening, to your partner, if you're worried about your partner is cheating or they keep accusing you of cheating. They're you might want to go check their phone. Right, go like, check, <laughs> please go check their phone. It's called projection. Emails, that's all. And he's definitely he does a lot of projection. Or if you if you if you if they're asking if they're cheating, you ask them if they are, and they start talking about that. If they're sublim if they're sublimating, like, you might want to like go out there and be like, hmm, why are you trying to make light of all these things? What's happening? Hold that thought about projection because this is where I think his cause is. We'll talk about it later. Okay, well, we'll talk about it at some point. Yes. Um. So he goes to Greystone Psychiatric Hospital, gets released. Again, mm-hmm. all these hospitalizations, these arrests, like the suspicion of murder, somehow gets a job at Liberty Nursing Home and Rehabilitation Center in Allentown, Pennsylvania, which is right near Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is where it starts to change a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he targets Francis J. Henry, who was brought to the rehab after a car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and his nurse, Kimberly, I want to say her name was Pepe. Um, noticed that Cullen would eye, you know, Francis's charts because mm-hmm. Cullen was assigned to the to Francis's roommate, but not to Francis. Francis right. And so I was like, hmm, mm-hmm. okay, girl, you're a little nosy. Uh, and so Francis, on May eighth, nineteen ninety eight, was taken to Warren Hospital before an insulin overdose, where he died eleven days later. Mm-hmm. Now the nurse pointed to Cullen, saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. I noticed all this shit happening." Homeboy was always in his charts, always looking in his room. Um, they didn't believe her. Yeah. Fired her. They fired her instead. Not him. Yeah. But so he got fired for the first time, time in several years. <laughs> and well, second time technically. In October yeah, nineteen ninety eight but... for violating medication protocol. He had to break breaking in a patient's arm, which I'd imagine happened. He walked in with a whole bunch of syringes. Walked out with nothing. So I'd imagine he tried to kill someone. And someone was not having was it like, today. what you won't do, bitch. Which this old man was like, you're not going <laughs> to fuck me up. That's what you're not going to do. Ended up with a broken arm. Lives. Yeah. But as someone's with a broken arms. But at least lives. But again, he gets fired. And then he gets reported to the state health department, but to no avail. Nothing happens. Nothing. This is five hospitals and 20 patients later, and he still is killing. He's still at large, essentially. Mm-hmm. I have never... This motherfucker should just walked his ass down to Atlantic City and started playing the fucking slots because his luck, luck was is undeniable. And it's not even done. It's not even luck. I think he does the most damage coming up. Yeah. these last few hospitals. So, you take it away. So, he starts working part-time at Easton Hospital ICU unit. This is in Easton, Pennsylvania. Is this close to anywhere you wanted to go? No. Okay. Well, kind of, but not really. The next month, following months, he starts working at a nice night nurse in the burn unit at Lehigh. There you go. Keep they going. Yeah, Valley Hospital. Is this the town? Hey. Well, Lehigh Valley is just the oh. area around it. Chill out. You're, okay. doing a, you're doing a lot with a little bit. I mean, this is the same town, though. Sure. All right. Anyway, hospital. Um, this is where he started uh, killing a few more people. Um, are we going to name all of them? No. Because I, I can't even. Because there are several. I can't, yeah, I can't <laughs> even with the last names at this point. And again, 
in um now we're at uh january 3rd 2000 he attempts suicide via carbon monoxide (sighs) yeah so i this is it's i don't understand why he wasn't but you gotta take the whole the way that he tried to attempt suicide lighting the charcoal in his bathtub well we're not we're not about to we can't we can't make fun of him. No, no. Oh. I'm not making fun of him, but you oh. could take the whole building down. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like, what? Like, I don't... Sometimes when I... And I'm just going to talk about it now. I feel like he was trying to get rid of his pain by taking out people. And he was projecting his pain onto other people. Well, yeah. Like, there I is, mean, this was like... There's... A, there's... A, there is... There are... I mean, there is a term. But, like, it's... You know the term. Clinical. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you're right. I feel like he. I feel like he. He was looking to to do something to kind of quell whatever pain he was feeling that was unaddressed and unresolved in his in himself. But and what what bothers me though is you know what works as far as this because you've been murdering people. So he's been you... murdering somebody one way, like one I. Way, but there's right. a difference between like doing it and like i don't know like i feel like he's not gonna when is he ever gonna be hooked up to an IV? like is he ever gonna is he really gonna shoot himself up like i think each time he tries to he tries to end it it's a lengthier um you know there's Process. a yeah, yeah. and oh, this is gonna sound really loaded but typically um when there when there are people who are suicidal or thinking about ending their life there are a lot of there are a lot of ways to do it and I'm not going to start listing them no, because I don't no, want anyone no. to hear anything. Uh, but not. there, it, there are certain acts that imply certain things. So we see if people do something on a front porch, they want to be seen, they want to be found, usually by someone they're trying to like show. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Or if it things that take lengthier, some people I I would suspect there there are studies for this, but I would suspect if you do something that takes a little bit longer. Uh, there's a chance that you would like to be found before you succumb you to it. it. Right. And so they, there are things like every time he tries to do something, it it's tends definitely. to be something that you could be preventable or stopped. And I think that he just, I feel like he wants the pain to end. Like most people who feel the need to end things do. They just want, they don't want to die per se. Mm-hmm. They just want to stop hurting as much. And I feel like he had he gotten the help he needed. Which we'll talk about this because after this carbon monoxide thing where he puts the charcoal in his tub, the neighbor, I guess, smells the smoke or whatever yeah. happened and calls. So he gets sent to Warren County uh, Crisis Center again. So I'm guessing this is like a behavioral unit where they're going to... But comes back the next day. Like, But this is my there's problem. No He's history. been to so many. And I mean, I know I think the this time is just that a there's terrible, no... Like, a, there's no cohesiveness when but it comes to the records. Because like, there's no computer... Like, well, there are, are but they're, they're very... They're not interconnected. There's right. no, da- no real database. There's no... Um, I know there's no way... Um, there's no, like, mechanism in place or anything like that that's going to that's gonna keep track of anybody's mental health issues, um, especially between doctors' offices and between hospitals, especially in different states. So, like, now, if I wanted to find something out about Dee, if she was... When she went to the emergency room in Fordham... Well, she was at Fordham, I could, you know, but I couldn't do that in the nine, or early 2000s. So it's, it's really become a thing. And like, it's, it's insane to me that he's still like not at this point, you would hold him. Mm-hmm. Like he's a threat to himself and other people at this point. And you've, and I, there's a lot of people culpable in all of these things. Um, so yeah, go so ahead. He attempts to, uh, murder one more person. Um, it didn't work. And then he quits the Lehigh Hospital. 
So again, he's not being caught. He leaves Lehigh Hospital and starts working for St. Luke's St. Luke's Hospital in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Um, the, he loses another sibling at this point to brain c- cancer, um, Edmund. So, yeah. So he he's out here, he's out here back in his old grind, doing the whole thing he always does. I mean, I I mean, again, so he's starting at St. Luke's, and St. Luke's is a lot. Yes. Yes. Um, and he keeps going until one day a coworker found vials of medication in a, in a, you know, medical waste bin. Um, they're not valuable. They're saying like, you can't, they have no street value. Um, and they weren't used by recreational drug users. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't get these and bring them outside and sell them to anybody. Um, so he just seemed, it seemed odd really. Mm-hmm. So an investigation showed. Now this is back when they, uh, this is that medication, uh, kind of accountability system that's in yeah. place that still is like now there's a little bit yeah. more advanced right. uh, where you could track what people were taking if something was like in the same drawer was yeah you had to like put in a request for it yep. and i mean yeah so it shows that that colin had taken the medication and he got offered a deal to by the facility that he would resign and be given a very basic like yes he worked here yes he did his job type of recommendation or they could fire him right I'm and neutral. the thing was I feel like had they fired him and had to give reason why they, if he calls for references or anything to call, check on job history, they could have been like, you know what? You're still on medication. You know, something like you're allowed I think to say. At this point, when starts, starts to be computerized and there's the system where you have to be held accountable, if they had really done the due diligence and stopped being afraid of litigation and fired him the next set of events wouldn't have happened, which I say, I think, by far. He did a lot at St. Luke's in Somerset as well. Somerset is the next hospital he works in, and it's just unbelievable how much he goes after people. Yeah, it's it's really it's really a mess. And he it, his depression starts ramping up. It starts getting right, worse. Right. Um, like I said, he kills he kills at least eight more people at least. Right. And like this is when the things start getting wild because the people people pass, you know, and like suspiciously in hospitals sometimes. And like it might not be like at this point it might not have been Cullen. Um, and there's also the fear of like if what if there's my fear is always this. What if there's another like killer in a hospital? I'm sure there are. You know, and like I'm not, I'm not even hesitating. Okay, to say we're not gonna we're not gonna ramp up paranoia though. No, but I'm just but saying, still, like, what if this was like you're like I'm sure there are right you now. You have to know. You have to be very aware aware of what's going. Okay, you drinking? I'm so tired. Very aware of like who's in there in the rooms, especially when you have a love life. It's kind of like Charnel. Charnel is very much in there and paying attention to who's in there whenever he has a love one in I'm there, like, and you have to me. be. Um, you're not Nurse Jackie. <laughs> Like what I know she left. Mm-mm, she didn't leave. She didn't leave because she said she'd be right back. So unless someone like she had a family emergency, uh, who are you? Her name is still on this blackboard. Scooch on out. This I'm is sorry. where your diligence is perfect and mine is faulty because I'm like I hate I don't like dealing with all that doctor stuff. I have no choice. I have. <laughs> well, even when look, I I frequent because I have the autoimmune. So when I'm doing, I'm very bad at keeping track and stuff like that. But I should because you don't. You have to take control of your care because even now, still there may be slippage. Even though I mean, this wasn't that long ago to be honest. So. No, you're right. 
Yeah. Right. So just pay attention. I mean, go get checked out. It's okay to yeah, go, go see to the, the doctor. fucking hospital. Listen <laughs> to your body. Listen to your body, please. Right. Don't be go, those people who like. Get, yeah. If you have chest pain and it's radiating down your back and in your arms, and you, take your ass because something's but wrong. Like, also, don't put your full trust and like let it go. Make sure you do your checks. Make sure you get a second opinion. Make sure you know who's taking care of you, names, first name, and where they've been and what they're injecting in you. Just be. You know, informed. Ask questions is all we're saying. Right. That's really what that boils down to. Say, hey, excuse me, I don't know what this does. What is this? I'm horrible at that when it comes to doctors. Oh, Jesus Christ, D. <laughs> so either that. So now coworkers, uh, administrators at the hospital really start to notice that um, he's fucking up. Right. Something is wrong. The computer mm-hmm. system is showing that he's accessing the records of patients that he's not caring for. Um, workers begin seeing him walking to the rooms. Like once again, they're noticing that homeboy is wandering a hell of a lot, and something is wrong. He's also taking out medications that were canc- nothing to do with his nothing to do with his, his patients. Patient. Then canceling the order, then taking them out again. But he's open, able to open what he needs to get another medication that he didn't request. It's getting crazy, and people are noticing. And not only was it noticing, but it got pretty high up. So in July two thousand three. Uh, the executive director of the New Jersey Poison Information and Education System let Somerset officials know, like, hey, there's been at least four suspicious overdoses here. We don't know what the hell y'all got going on, but we're pretty <laughs> sure it's an employee who's taking out these patients. And so, again, because fear of liability, they took their time re- you know, reaching out to authorities. So it wasn't until October. But by then, he had killed at least five other people. So this is starting to annoy the hell out of me. So, in October 2003, a patient died of low blood uh, sugar at Somerset. And the hospital alerted the state police. Mm-hmm. And the patient was Cullen's final victim. Yes. God, that's exhausting. I mean, so total of what they know is 40. At least. At Could least. be as much as, like, 59. Yeah. Like, if you... Like, if, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, all of this would have been... Would have been nipped in the bud at St. Barnabas. All you had to do was do the right thing. Not do the financially financially protective thing. Don't do the let me save my ass to keep my job thing. Like when you as people who are work who you work, you take that oath, the Hippocratic oath, to do no harm. And here we are. Right. Like it's so much harm was done. Right. I'm so tired. I was like, I can't I can't do this. And so Homebook got picked case up. This is exhausting in a thing where it's not even the murders for me it's how many times things were missed how many things got missed and how many times he could have been caught it wasn't right. even missed it was like willful ignorance yeah. willful, like you right. willfully looked the other way and people were losing loved ones right. and like even when you're looking at when you're like looking at the uh like the documentaries like the 60 minutes and like in court when he's doing all the the witness statements during his sentencing mm-hmm. and they're like look at i want you to look at me he they, couldn't even look he at them. look at them like they're like people were really affected by this and i'm like where where are the hospital's culpability in all this right. because like they're like these are actual people losing their loved ones who came in for simple things thinking they're helping my husband's in here for sunburn. He'll be home in a couple of days, and I'll go visit him tomorrow. I'll bring him his favorite. I'll bring him his candy yams or whatever. I don't know what people eat in the hospital. And then it's just like, boom, Again, hours later. Do your due diligence when you're at the hospital. People go there to get better, not get worse. So if somebody's getting worse, a loved one's getting worse, please do your due diligence and ask questions because a lot of these people's loved ones went in one way and came out totally worse. Exactly. So he was arrested while he was out getting a bite to eat in December of 2003, charged with one count of murder and a count of attempted murder. And then he would go on to admit 
uh, to killing a few other people and attempting to murder uh, a patient at Somerset. Which he, they got all this confession from him because he was let off. They wanted to give him the death sentence. They did not give him the death mm-hmm. sentence in order for him to confess. So the deal was you confess and we will spare your life. Which, I mean, if it, if it gets you the information you need, I mean, but it's not. The problem is that, like, it's different than with serial killers because usually with serial killers, there is a hiding of bodies, a mm-hmm. search that needs to find closure. Closer. These people have found, have like buried and grieved their loved ones already. Right. You know, even the woman, like I said, who took the picture of her husband in his casket, mm-hmm. you know, like they've had this process mm-hmm. already. And now usually it's like, we have no closure. There's a, you know, we find the body. There's a trial, there's a funeral, you know, like it happens that way. Now we have to relive this all over again, right. knowing that their, that their father didn't die of natural causes or something like, it's like he died because of, mm-hmm. you know, which is something terrible. Um, so on March 2nd, 2006, Cullen gets sentenced. Mm-hmm. Yay. Finally to 18 consecutive life sentences in New Jersey. And he's not eligible for parole for, until the year 2403. Ah, <laughs> Oh my God. So. Right now, he's serving his time uh, in New Jersey State Prison in Trenton. Um, I just, I'm so tired of him. It's just, I am so, I'm so exhausted. Um, I guess he's, he's, you know, whatever. His sentence got, he had, he, he entered into a plea deal, yeah. essentially, and his sentence got reduced to just a life sentence um, without parole for over 100 years. So, like, sir, you're still in prison for till you die. Yeah. Um, he deserves every, everything that he gets. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand. I, he tries to say that it was that he did it out of mercy. mercy. There was like ninety percent of these people weren't terminally ill. I, like I said, I think there was just some projection, yeah. and I think that if I can't control my life, if I'm not successful doing what I need to do with myself, then I'm going to do it to somebody else. So there's a there's a control, there is a projection. I think it's all of it. So it's a lot, but that's I'm exhausted. That is Charles Cullen. Same. Said forty known victims, potentially more. Yeah, they're saying um, up to like hundreds. Of is this people. our highest kill count so far? Probably. I think Dean was twenty-seven. No, yeah, but they're this is highest as far as we know. Right. But they're projecting that there's because there's times that he fogged up, blacked out. Um, he's right. That whole recall. I fogged up, like yeah. So they're fog. saying that it could be up to a hundred. Plus, um, that he killed, but we know of so far is forty. It's pretty high. Yeah, it's up there. very high. This is why it was exhausting for me to read, and then he just kept going from one place to another and another and another. So it was just like eight hospitals. Yeah, forty deaths after his childhood. I was like, oh no, I'm mentally tapping out. Like I can't. <laughs> after his childhood, I was like, oh, I'm in here. Yeah, <laughs> I. This is this is where we still. I love the early childhood stories and what made them. You love. The case and the trial, like what they did, and then the you know. I like the actual yeah. like, the actual like meat of it. Yeah. Like I I love I love like finding out the etiology of things, like what happens, mm-hmm. like what causes X Y Z forensic mm-hmm. psychology. Like why is this this? Why are people doing these things? Mm-hmm. But it's like the actual acts mm-hmm. and then seeing how they tie back to childhood. It's like mm-hmm. hmm, because because there's a I lot. I like to- the child and what leads up. To so the point, yeah. I think because there's a lot. Like if you looked at, if I wrote a book about my childhood, mm-hmm. and you guys had to go back and be like, "Hmm, how come Chanel hasn't killed anybody right, yet?" I, you know, and it's like, but it's a testament to one mental health wellness, right, right, um, counseling, uh, support. supportive friends, family, um, focus. 
like wanting to loving myself and learning to love myself. Like all these things that go into it, you're like that if you have it, it works. There's I, so many instances where if you get everything you need, it works. Right. I think we all, I say most of us, maybe have the potential to do them, but there has to be a trigger. There has to be something lacking because even me, if I wanted to be a case of affluenza or some stupid thing like that, I could be like, I don't have enough. I could have been um, Chris Poco for it. Porco. Porco. Yeah. Poco. Poco. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> good I, I good night, nurse. Whatever. Like, <laughs> I could have been a Chris Poco. I think everyone has that you know, ability too. But how you cope with things and mental illness and support systems, it all plays a part on how you turn out. Indeed, so. it does. <laughs> And that is episode 14. I think the both of us are going to go to sleep now. Oh, what did you do? I can't go to sleep. I've got homework. Oh, I'm... I'm You're going to go sleep gonna... with people. <laughs> I'm going to go clean and then go to bed and get ready for I need work. to do... I should have done laundry today. God damn it. I See like... what happens. See what happens when you're having fun. I did four hours of laundry yesterday. You shouldn't have four hours of laundry. Anyway. I that's... know. It's true. I That's was like, it. never again. We're doing this every week. I'm never, I'm never. I do my laundry every week because I'm a normal human being. No, I ran away from my apartment. Well so adjusted. I had clothes in there that was sitting. There's nothing that keeps ran. me out. I pay for that. It's mine. <laughs> Whatever's in there is going to Mickey Mouse. Me. Yeah, Mickey Mouse would have to fight. Mickey Mouse would have Because I wouldn't. I know he's not my gummy bear. Goodbye. <laughs> so if you guys are looking to potentially be the new co-host of What Did You Do? <laughs> Send your resumes <laughs> to what did you do pod oh, at gmail.com. What's with Gummy Bear being a nickname? What? That's his nickname, Gummy Bear. That's why I'm saying if you're looking. <laughs> it's terrible. What the fuck? I can't stand people in relationships. They do stupid shit like that. I was to be fair. To, what the, okay. <laughs> you, you thought you were making it better. And I was making it worse. I knew I was going to make it worse. Than Stop, embarrassing Stop embarrassing me. Stop embarrassing me. How about that? I don't care about how this is embarrassing me. I'm 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 offended <laughs> right now. So that's that's not even people. People in relationships do stupid shit, man. Oh, this is why I'm single. That's why I'm single. That's exactly why I'm single. I'll be like, let's end the show before I pee in my Well, I'm trying to. You're the one who started talking about Boo Boo Kitty. You were looking for new co-hosts. That's what you were doing. Well, after that, then you you just solidified it. So. Either way, um, guys, this has been it. Like I said, if you guys have any cases you want us to talk about, talk shit about apparently, um, and talk about other random food items that come to our mind, during, you can email us, you can tweet us. Um, don't, yeah. Uh, also pay attention. Uh, we have a, a group on Facebook, the What Did You Crew. It is up there. People are in it. People are talking. People are sharing. Get into it. Join it. Get to know other people who are in the crew. I love it. I love you guys. I'm in there often, so go ahead. She has nothing else to do because she's not doing laundry. Uh, (laughs) Go check that out. Um, Go check out the Patreon, guys. Like I said, awesome rewards. If you guys have pledged, your stuff is on Lewe. Pay attention. Check your mailboxes and make sure I hope your shipping addresses were correct because if they're not, I'm not resending anything. (laughs) I'm joking. I will. Uh, (laughs) I'm not that guy. Uh, but other than that, where can people find you on timelines? D underscore light four on Instagram and Twitter. And you can you talk to me on the What Did You Do crew on Facebook. I'm there too. Hey. Okay. okay, let's wrap this and up. And you? I've I've already got it. I'll need to be alley-ooped. So there <laughs> you guys can find me three places, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. A lot of you have followed me on Snapchat and I do not know who you are. It's so weird, but I love it. Like just random you snap names. Like once a week. Exactly. They're gym pictures. Like I'm outside <laughs> the gym. Now I'm outside inside the gym. Now I'm home. Like that's it. 
But I'm on three on those three places. It's at Charnel B. It's C H A R N E I L B. You guys can find the podcast on Twitter and on Instagram at What Did You Do Pod. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com backslash What Did You Do. Uh, yeah, guys, find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. Tell your friends about us. Spread the word. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And I am all set. I am all tired and tuckered out. Until the next time we speak, keep your hands clean. Be good to each other. Take care of yourself.